Hey, what's good, fam? This is yours truly, J.D. King. I'd like to welcome y'all right here to Out The Box Radio. You already know how we do it if you've been tuning in. This is how we do it, family. Real life, real talk, real conversation. Right here, Out The Box Radio. I have a special guest with me right here. Is the wonderful minister, Rashima. I don't pronounce your name right. Mashiba Battles. How you doing, sister? God bless you, sir. You did Rashima Battles. That is correct. Yes, sir. Amen to God be the glory. Thank you for being this. Thank you for coming in today as a as a guest. And now uh, this is the oh. second episode. So you're the second guest of Free Soul. I'm uh, my second guest of Out the Box Radio. I'm so used to being on Free Souls Radio. You're the second guest of Out the Box Radio. So to God be the glory. Can you hold, hold on for one second? Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, yes, uh, this is Minister Rashinga Battles. I am uh, author of From the Pulpit to the Pulpit, and um, currently in North Carolina. And uh, you've got all the praise. I'm uh, a day minister um, by the grace of God, and God is just doing some awesome things. And I just give God all the praise. Amen. To God be the glory. And listen, what I want to do is. Um, um, just for a little bit, just just give us a give us a little bit of your biography. Okay. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, and um, in during my seventeen years there, um, I went to um, uh, of course I went to elementary school, Allen Lock elementary school uh, then uh, went to of course I did my junior high school here they call it middle school which was a culture shock but I said okay wow that's different <laughs> yes it uh, is yes it is yes it is uh, it's like middle school what's that okay mm. <laughs> so um, then I was uh, I went to Overbrook High School and uh, that is also uh, the same school that uh, uh, Will Smith graduated from he oh wow yeah, so, so you went to the you, you know, went to school with Will Smith. I, I, well, you know, I never I never talked with him. I never encountered him. He was like a year before me. Oh, so, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he graduated a year before I did, but it was still it was an awesome school. I'm a, you know, I was a music major, uh-huh. um, and then from there I um, went into the military. But uh, at the age of eleven. Um, I was in foster care, so this was a lot of change of events that took place um, in my life, and um, so I had to go into foster care. My grandmother had just recently passed, and um, yeah, so it was a lot (laughs) going on Mm -hmm. um, for the average 11-year-old to kind of digest and take in, Mm -hmm. so... um, throughout there throughout that phase of my life uh, just trying to just kind of just give you the shorter version <laughs> yeah no problem no problem that's what uh, that's what we're here for yes sir uh and then after that i went into the military went into the navy after immediately after high school and um then from there um uh after i got out I was I went into the adult entertainment industry mm-hmm. and I was there for like 16 years plus mm-hmm. 
dibbled and dabbled in porn and just did all kinds of things that I had no business doing. But, you know, God preserved my life. And I thank God, um, you know, I experienced things and seen things that I just never thought I would experience. But I can really say that it was God's grace. I can really uh, see how God really shielded me and he protected me and there's certain things that I refused to to be a part of um, mm-hmm. even though you know I was doing other things you know because two rights don't make a wrong wrong is wrong either way you look at it Amen. so uh, uh, but you know I just thank God that <clears throat> I'm here today because if you would have ever told me that I would have been an ordained minister today I I would have just like I, I would I just even today I don't count myself worthy you know but I just thank God because in the midst of it all I do have a testimony to share with others that there is a way out that you don't have to stay where you are that God has a way of escape for you Uh, we just have to uh, receive his forgiveness because you know many times we carry so much guilt and shame and we wallow in it and we don't even and then it gets so wound up into uh, a place where we don't even recognize it as such it becomes our norm mm-hmm. so i just really thank god for where he has brought me from mm-hmm. what what kind of well what got you into that world of of entertainment love music I always loved dance I mean I always been universal in music so dance was always a release a way of release for me and um, as I would um, dance it was a way for me to kind of just it was a way of escape you know I guess if you want to look at it as a way of uh, people use different means to kind of escape from reality yeah um, and so that was my escape. And it was also a way of expression as well, you know, to really speak through dance. So that was um, uh, something I always loved to do. But I didn't know that the very same thing that God had placed in me, because I didn't know. So I just thought, hey, this is what I love to do. Um, and when I had the opportunity to, uh, to jump in with both feet, I jumped in, but I jumped the wrong way. So um, I ended up going into the adult entertainment industry um, because of the love of it. And also I um, did it and I was, um, I I was, I was married to. So uh, it's just a lot of pieces to this, to this story. Um, But um yeah, that's why I did it. It was because of the love of it. And then it, I mean, you cannot, I guess you could even say the money, you know, um, the money was good. You had the nights where it wasn't the best, but uh-huh. it was mainly because it was something that I enjoyed doing. I did, I had the opportunity to travel and, um, but it was also, it, it, it was a, um, two prong, um, it was a two a two a two prong thing that I was dealing with because you had so many different things that could take place. You know, I've been in environments where 
shootings began and you had to basically run gather your stuff get up out the way because if not you know you could catch a bullet mm-hmm. so it was just because you know alcohol and people just don't mix you know that the craziness come out and the devil is really going to do what he need to do mm-hmm. um and so if you're caught in a crossfire then that's just it you're caught in a crossfire yeah. um yeah. usually when you hear a story of of, of this nature um the first thing you you know you usually get is that they come from a troubled home and you know it's a way for them to get away and, and, and stuff like that you know what I'm saying and um, also the money part and stuff like that but yours is different you just you have the love for dancing mm-hmm. absolutely and it was something that I always wanted to do so when I was at when, it, when the opportunity presented itself. I just went ahead and did it, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that that very same thing that God had placed in me for his glory, that the devil wanted to use it in another arena yeah. that would take me down a path that um, could, that, that was detrimental, mm-hmm. not just to my life, but my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was... Um, so it was it was something where if you know if if you haven't really been there if you haven't been if you can't talk to an alcoholic if you've never been an alcoholic yeah yeah I you agree know, you can you can tell them all day long don't drink because it's not good for you but if you haven't been there then you don't really know why a person does it you don't know the the underliers you don't know the mindset you don't know um, the the uh, uh, all the, the, the legs to this thing so and it's the same thing with the adult adult entertainment in, in the industry you know the college stripper whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, it it, um, it really helped me to really see different uh, different side of life because that was something that I would have never expected to see mm-hmm. you know um, um, drugs name it uh i was even asked at one point in time to um to transport drugs you know Mm -hmm. and um i declined to do it so it's um it's definitely a beast that and it's it's, it's, is a pit that it 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 swallows people up this is one of the reasons why i have found where many find themselves in that place for years and years and years and years because when I was there in that place, during that place and time in my life um, I encountered women that were in their 40s, in their 50s and they were still doing this same thing and I couldn't really quite understand that why are they this old and it's because the average mind would think well uh well, why you know they're too old no the thing is that for one is their mindset in this fear fear that if I leave this what am I going to do because this is all I know this is what has been paying the bills mm-hmm. you know many uh, many uh, women and men because it goes both ways yes, I, I mean yes, I do. shows that they lock ups uh, with male and female entertainers dancers strippers whatever you want to call it um, and they were there for that for notoriety for to push their careers forward some did it to get themselves through school but it's a whole it is literally a black hole 
And if you don't encounter the Lord, then there's no way that you can get out because you're stuck. You're in a place where, okay, this is, I got to go. I got to make this money. I got to do this. I got to do that. I have to support my family, so on and so forth. It's an addiction. And I didn't realize that it was an addiction mm-hmm. that um, can suck you in and just just leave you just just dry and lifeless because you're in a place where now you're depending on that thing to take care of what you to take care of your daily needs and you're you know even as I was going through that phase in my life. Um, I still would, I still believe because as I was coming up in foster care, I did encounter the Lord. And um, prior to that, um, there were different things that took place in my life. Um, in my younger years, um, as a younger, I would say about maybe five or six, maybe uh, between five and eight where we had a caseworker. I was going to ask you what what was the foster care system like at that time when you was going, when you was in the foster care? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it is, when you uh, become a ward of the state, um, they are, I believe that they're doing the best that they can uh, with what and who they have. Um, I thank God that that net was there to catch me. Uh Because, you know, many times, you know, we go through so much in life and everybody's story is different. And many times we say, God, why this? Why did that happen? If that didn't happen, then I wouldn't be here. If this didn't happen, then I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have met that person. So on and so forth. But we all have our own story to write. And each page is not going to be in the green grass, in the, in the green pasture. That's real life. That's that's real talk. You know, so it's going to, and, and your story is the one that the story that we're writing is not just for us because our lives is, is connected to people. You can't go through life and not connect with people. It's impossible. That's real. So, it's real you life. know, it, and so as you go through life, you're going to connect with people. And, 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 and that very same thing that you thought was going to break you is that very same thing that God will use to make you and, 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 and catapult you to the place that you are supposed to be. But it has to start somewhere. There, mm-hmm. there is a, 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 a laboring there and there is certain things that have to take place. So, um, in the foster care system, I remember my grandmother had just passed and our lives was literally just flipped upside down. It was my brother, my sister and myself. So, um, my sister came in afterwards because she stayed with my mother a little bit longer. She was the baby of the family. I'm the middle. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my grandmother had just passed and uh, pretty much what led to all of that was there was some people that we had encountered that we had uh, encountered some some strange things very strange things that the mind cannot wrap around Um, and it literally just 
tore our family apart. It broke us down. It, uh, we're talking about dealing with uh, spiritual matters, demons in a bag and things like that. It's just, it's in my book. It's in my book and you'll see it. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, very interesting. And many will say, well, you know, you, this, when, you, when you read it, you say, wow, this, this looks like something that you'll see in a movie or and it's not real. No, these things are real. Uh, this, uh, dealing with uh, uh, demonic spirits is real. Yeah, it's um, real. It's very you know, real. Um, yes. Um, dealing with... Um, uh, seeing visions and things like that, you know, and, and and the thing is that if you really don't understand at the age, because God was really opening my eyes at an early age, I would see things, and I didn't really quite understand what it was and what was going on. But as I got older, and as I as I am where I am now, I have a better understanding. Um, because God has placed me in a prophetic and healing ministry and I've been here now for about six, seven years now. So, you know, I have a better understanding, but if you don't have someone to nurture that, then you're going to be lost. Um, and so, uh, I remember my grandmother had just passed and my mom, she was in a place where she really was beside herself. She really didn't know what to do. She really couldn't take care of us the way we needed to. I wasn't really acting right. My brother wasn't acting right. We weren't bad kids. I don't think we were bad kids, but it was just very overwhelming for my mother. And so she um, put all our, our clothes in the trash bag, one of those big green trash bag. Mm-hmm. And she sent and she told us to go downtown. We had a we had a couple of case workers and we had one down in the courthouse. And she wrote a letter, she said, Don't open it until you get there and you give it to the, co- the case worker. Uh-huh. So we went there and gave it to the case worker and my case worker opened it and she said that your mother, she read the letter to us. And at that time I was about 11 and my brother was about 13. And she said she didn't want to see us again until we were 18. So, um, Can you remember you know, how you felt at that moment? Or did you did you really understand what was going on at 11 years old? I did not. I did not. Um, my brother was very upset. You know, um, I was. I guess I. For me, I would. I always tend to be try to keep things together in the family. I always remained neutral. I always had a had the mindset where mom did what she had to do. I never held any animosity towards her. I never was angry with her. Well, that's I never good. was. I didn't. I mean, I just uh, because it was a lot that was it was so much that was going on at that time that I didn't even uh, know whether I was coming or going. So to even try to um, make sense of what just took place, it was just okay. Just a distance. It was basically, uh, I guess, a, a, a defense mechanism of survival. Not just physically, but mentally, mm-hmm. to kind of shield myself um, from breaking down. Because um, and I and I, I couldn't even think of even going in a direction of, of of depression because, like I said, it was just like my our lives was like a roller coaster. It was a never ending roller coaster. Um, so when we went into the foster care system. 
basically went into emergency home for like 30 days. And then after that, we were placed in a foster home, um, which a permanent one. My sister came about a year or so after. And um, my brother and I were there. And he was with me there for about two years, I guess. And then he ran away. Uh, we were in a Jamaican home. And there was a lot of cultural differences mm -hmm. um, that we had to adjust to. So um, it wasn't negative. It was some things I didn't miss. I, it, it was it was a mixture of both, I guess. Where you had the negative and you had the positive. Mm -hmm. But I guess I'm more one where I, I try to see and approach things in a way where it looked negative, but it still worked for my good. It was just a dramatic change, especially at that age. Exactly, exactly, you know, and, you know, there was, um, and they, it was there that God placed me in my first church and um, where I was introduced to Christ the right way. Mm -hmm. Because prior to that, I was not introduced the right way. It was just literally just... Uh, I mean, it was just like you're trying to give a baby a whole steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, a baby cannot eat a whole steak. Not just that steak. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, much less chew it. That's right. Exactly, that's right. So, in so, other words, that means... Um, in, 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 in a certain degree that you had to, had to learn fast. I had to learn. I had to learn um, things that I didn't know or had no knowledge about. Yeah. We're talking about prior to foster care. We're talking about um, just things as far as uh, doing, uh, like an example would be the, the people that we encountered. They had a home church and you know, many probably would call it a cult. I mean, I'm not even sure if that's what it is right now. I don't know, but I just thank God that he preserved me. Um, you know, I can, it was a time where they said we had to do a test and we used to go out and sell ceramics, praying hands and things like that. And so I had to do a test where, um, uh, and I, I was in the, uh, the sanctuary was set up and I had to stay there because I hated to be in a room by myself. And so as I was in that room and I saw dark, a dark figure that was off to my right in the room. Um, and I had to, I couldn't come out of that room. I was told I could not come, I could not come out of that room until daybreak. Um, you know, um, I can remember where we were sleeping, my mom, my brother, and myself were sleeping, and uh, we were awakened to take a bag, and the bag was a little heavy, it's like a food line bag, or a grocery bag, yeah. and we were told to take the bag, and go to the sewer, go outside, we had to go walk to a sewer, and throw it in the sewer, but we also had to also spit and 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 into that thing but we could not open the bag because there was a demon in that bag and wow. there was a woman in that bag too so these are different things that you know took place um oh wow and so coming from that and then now i'm being introduced to christ in a way i mean now we did have services and what have you but it was so much more 
that my mind couldn't comprehend. So now I'm in foster care and I'm in a place where uh, it was a holiness church and that was none of that was even discussed. It was just the love of God and the Holy Spirit and, and, and the word of God. And that is what I mean. I was to the point where I just wanted that that was my safe place. That was I mean, I couldn't be there. They were open seven days a week. I wanted to be there seven days a week. Because that is that was my sanctuary. That was my that was that that, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you first had your first child? I was eighteen, 18. right after boot camp. Yeah, I was oh. in the military when I had my first child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what 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 made you decide to go to the military? I wanted to get away. I wanted to get away. Um. One of the things that uh, my foster mother, um, she was, I believe she had a good heart, you know. Um, I didn't quite understand everything because I know there are times, I remember it was a time where um, her husband, he used to always take up for me. She would get mad if I didn't do something. And so it got to a point where one day she said, you know, she would say, well, why, you know, why didn't you do this? And we were in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, <clears> he <throat> started talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he started talking. And then she took me upstairs in the bathroom and she grabbed me up by the, by my, by my collar, by my shirt and, and, and to my throat. And she began to demand, like, what was, what was going on with me and her husband? And I was looking at her like, what are you talking about? You know, um, because she was upset that he would always come and defend me, which I didn't ask him. Yeah. You know, um, but this is what he did. And so she was so angry. Oh my gosh, she was so angry. And she just, what is going on? She would not let go. She would not let go of her hold on me. And um, then she finally, when she finally did, she walked away. And, um, you know, uh, and even in that house, there were things that I experienced. You know, I can remember there was a time where I was in a house upstairs. And just like you and I are talking right now. um, And this is why I said, thank God, because that which God had. Any time that God's hand is on you, you are going to experience some things that will blow your mind. You're going to experience things. Real life. You're not going to understand the attacks that are on your life because the devil's job is to take you down and to take you out. And so you don't really understand all these things. And I can remember I was upstairs. I was about maybe 13 at that time. And as I was Get ready, I was upstairs, and I literally, just as I hear, and you and I are talking, I heard a voice that said, get out. Get out, and it wasn't, and it wasn't for women. So, um, I remember I ran, I tore down the stairs, and I stayed in the kitchen. I was the only one in the house. And so, these are, so this is why I know that God's hand was really on my life. So, where did you go? when I, when I, after high school, when yeah, I left. I, yeah, I mean, it, during that incident, where, where did you oh, go? I, I, it was nowhere to go. <laughs> I had to go in the kitchen. I couldn't go outside because I was scared that I'd get in trouble. 
wow. so, you know, I mean, so yeah, I, I, I just ran downstairs. I was like, it was like, yeah, it was definitely um, an experience that, um, so I knew that there was other forces in there. There was other things in that house that, See, and this is why I, I thank God, because if you're not really spiritually sensitive to these things, you're going to be walking blind throughout your whole life. And we have to know that there are things, there are forces that are, there are demonic powers that are in your atmosphere. And if you don't know the word of God, which is your sword, then guess what? These things can come and go as they please. So... You know, but I thank God that he kept me because there was there was a period in time where I would wake up every morning by the same time and I would hear a voice say it's time to wake up. And it would happen every day at the same time. Wow. Amazing. So um so you know, it's just God that kept me. So when it was time when I graduated, my foster mother, their culture with her culture um, she wanted me, or maybe it was just her, but she wanted me to, you know, get married, you know, work, go to school, get uh, get married, and everybody, the whole family, stay in the house and live there and, and live happily ever after. That's not what I wanted. So at that point, I just was like, okay, I want to do something different. I want to get away. And so that was the main reason why I went into the Navy to get away so I can't say it was the right reason but I do thank God because of the experience mm-hmm. and the so what was it like the, in the Navy uh, what was that experience, Navy experience life like a very disciplined very disciplined um, you know it's a testing it's, it's, a, it's a testing ground you know to see what you're really made of boot camp is I saw I saw many who came in and many who were sent home um, because it's mind over matter literally um, there the training uh, it, it, it was hard it was hard um, but I know that the army the Marine Corps te- definitely is their training is even more grueling than the Navy um, but it was um it was a time for me to really see a different side because I never traveled before. Mm-hmm. So I was in Orlando, Florida. and um, So that really so was a was, new experience for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that was my first time being on my own. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that, I guess that's one of the reasons why. Um, and then, then I had never really been in a relationship with nobody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after boot camp... Um, I was going to be sent to Pensacola, Florida, but I had to go to my A school for my training. So I went there and during there and hanging out and party. I didn't know nothing about no club. Jesus, the club, who? You know, <laughs> all I knew was the, <laughs> the club I knew was club church. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, and that's where I got pregnant and, um, my foster mother she was she was helpful you know as far as helping me mm-hmm. with um, my first child and uh, but I believe that things just kind of went left field um, when I 
because there was a point I had to take my daughter there because I had some issues with my vehicle and the military would not help me to get that car fixed unless I moved back into the barracks and just to save some money or what have you. So I can understand, you know, the reasoning, but it still wasn't easy being away from my daughter. So my my foster mother took her for me for a while. And when I went to go back to get her, she she didn't really want me to come get her. Um, And so that just really caused some distance between us. But um, the military is a good thing. I I mean, I was in a, I was at the U.S. Navy Naval Hospital in Pensacola, Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, they just kind of put me wherever I was needed because I was undesignated. I didn't have a specific job. So um, I took the test. I took the yeoman test several times. I passed it, but didn't advance. So those who know PNA that passed but not advanced, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but it was a good experience. You know, I met some really great people. Um, and I really got some really good experience that actually is really, that helped me where I am now because I'm in healthcare. So, mm-hmm. the day. This, give me a, give, paint this picture for me. That day, uh-huh. that day when you say, Lord, I am tired. I had enough. That day uh-huh. when you say, Lord, I'm ready to truly make this full commitment to your will. Uh-huh. Give uh-huh. me that day if you can remember it. Give me that day and what led, oh, up, yeah. what led up to that experience that day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would say it would be because uh, I have five children mm-hmm. and my oldest son he was doing some things I mean he was a really good kid mm-hmm. going to college and everything but he just got mixed up with the wrong people and that was the day that he was taken into custody was the day that broke me down and um, I was invited to church and I was like okay I'll go I'll go I'll go but the day that happened that put me on my knees I can still remember it I was um, on my knees I was in the bedroom and I was literally just crying because I said God I mean you know we want to shield our kids from everything that's true but you know, many times, and but their process is different from ours. They have to have their own testimony. Yes. So, no matter how many times you try to tell your kids, don't do this, don't do that, we have to give them over to God. Amen. And let God do what he's going to do. So, I remember I was praying, <clears throat> I was crying. I said, God, let them <clears throat> out, let them <clears throat> out. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And he went from federal, from state side to federal side. And, you know, uh, he's been there since 2014, but prophetically speaking, this is his year to come out now. Amen. According to God, what God has said. Amen. Now, the law with the sentences they gave him, I'm not saying he shouldn't have got, not gotten anything, no. Yeah. But he did unjust sentence. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this year I'm looking forward to him coming home because I know that's what my father has said. I'm not worried about what the judge said because what God says is done. Amen. So, to God be the glory. Uh, 
Yes. So that is what really broke me down. I said, well, you know what? I've been invited to go to this church and I have nothing else to lose. I've lost. I felt that I lost everything that I could possibly lose because that just was not the furthest thing that would have ever happened to my family. And so I went to church. It was a Sunday, Easter Sunday in 2014. And, um, and I've been there ever since. And it was a recommitting um, phase of my life. And I love where I am because there was no judgment. There was no condemnation. I was so ashamed to even mention what I was doing because I was still doing it. I was still dancing. I was still working because I was doing that. And I was working a regular job and working and, and working on the weekends mm-hmm. and, and stripping and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was never condemned. I never uttered a word about what I did until my book came out in 2019. The only person that knew the lifestyle that I had was my prophet. Wow. And he was always there to pray for me, to speak words of life into me. He was always there to pull me forward, to bring the dust out of me that I didn't So, um, that was my turning point and I haven't gone back since. And when God brought me out, when I finally stopped, it was, I didn't even realize that, that you had, you had stopped. Had no to, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't realize. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. I didn't even realize at all. You know, because yeah. it was like, I, I mean, I was in a place where the thought had come because when I came out of it, when God brought me out of it, I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? What I, I mean, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But literally, because it happened suddenly mm-hmm. and I was, un- it was unexpected. So I got to a point I'd say about a month or so afterwards, I'd say maybe two months after that, I said, okay, let me go back to it. Every time I tried to go back to it, it was like a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I had no desire to go back to it at all. And that is true too, because I remember, man, at one time I was, me and my cousin went out to a club one night and um, I had, and then going to take you the truth, I was going to church one day I was just going to church. And I started, just started by going to church regular. And my cousins go out. So we went out to this club. And that's the first time in my life I ever felt so uncomfortable. I like, man, I don't supposed to be in here. This is not the place I'm supposed to be anymore. So I can truly understand where you're coming from. God knows I, I can. And I was so uncomfortable. I say, no, this is this is not that place where I'm supposed to be at anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I can truly understand where you're coming from on that. <clears throat> yes, indeed. And, and, then, and then even when I was in the adult entertainment industry, I still was that piece of puzzle that I still didn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was there and I was going through the motion, but it's still, I still knew that's not where I was supposed to be. Amen. I knew it. 
you know. I mean, I stood out literally like a sore thumb. Everybody knew me as my my stage name was Raspberry. Uh-huh. Everybody knew me as uh, well, you know. You know, she's she's reliable. This this this, and you know, is is is. It was really never anything negative connected to my name. You know, um, and you know, you have people talking with having. Of course, of course, just, that's just I part of life. Yeah. Knew, Right, right. But it was like I was still, you can have a whole puzzle, but yeah. I just had one piece. I was trying to fit in, and I couldn't fit in. Mm-hmm. That was for them. And I, and I thank God that I didn't. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, it's close to time to wrapping it up, my sister. And listen, um, can you, let's, let's real quick, let's mention your book and where can they purchase your book at, book from? Uh, my book is from the pulpit, P-O-L-E-P-I-T, to the pulpit, mm-hmm. P-U-L-P-I-T. They can get it on Amazon, or either they can reach out to me. Okay, how can and, they um, reach I'll out to you? To yeah, they can reach out to me via my Facebook pages, Rashimba Battles, that's R-A-C-H-E-E-M-B-A, Battles, P-A-T-T-L-E-S. Uh, they can go to Sedonia Holmes Battles or Humbly Bowl Battles, or even they can reach out to me, they can call me. You know, I have no problems. I would give them my number, 919-537-6144. Um, and now, because I have been sending out copies of the book. So, and you got yes. a documentary coming soon. Yes. To God be the glory. Amen. Yes. Amen. To God be the glory. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. And that was a, that was a, I know it did me some good. And to be truthful with you, Amen. To God be the glory, and we thank you so much for um for for coming for for being a for being a guest today, and um Amen. Thank you. And, and, amen. You're more than welcome, and may the Lord continue to keep you covered, you and your family, amen. in the name of Jesus Christ in heaven. May amen. and may you continue to stand strong for God and minister amen. God minister, and may you continue to um be obedient, and may um <clears throat> the good. The good that that's in you may may it just spread amongst the spread amongst the flocks. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. I receive it. In the Amen. name of Jesus God Christ. You. God bless you. Have a wonderful, blessed day today. To God be the glory. Yes, love you dearly. So, love you. would you like to say give any shouts out for you before we leave, real quick? Well, a shout out to my prophet, Eric O'Carroll, King's Kingdom Churches in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to my family um, and just everyone that stood by me. Um, and just everyone that stood by me. Um, I just love you all. And I just thank God for divine connections. God bless you. God bless you. To God be the glory. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Right here at the Out the, out the Box Radio. I told y'all, listen, right here. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, this is how we do it, family. You heard me? Yes, indeed. Um, real life, real people, real conversation. To God be the glory. Blessings.